Yay, we're live. Yeah. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Or whatever. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining me. We're gonna like officially start at five o'clock. So yeah. We're just gonna hang out for a second. This is so interesting. Exciting. I know. Is what it is. It's very exciting. I've been thinking about it like all weekend. No, but for real though. Like, oh God, please let this go well. Please let it go well. I know. I was in the gym the other day, like, okay, so let me make sure I hit this point and mm -hmm. that point. Yeah. And for me, it was like, oh God, I, I pray that um, you know, people actually ask questions, but I am so grateful that so many people, you know, logged on and actually asked a lot of questions. So that's dope. Yeah, we got some stuff to work with. Awesome. So we got a couple minutes. Okay. I'm gonna just take a sip of my giant. Go ahead and do that. I've not drank any water today. It's pretty bad. I know. I literally, like, got home from church uh -huh. at, like, three. Uh -huh. I was like, I have not had not a near drop of mm -hmm. water this entire day so far. Yeah. I paid for the water cooler at home for that reason because before then, I wasn't drinking any water. Like, it was only when I was at work. Mm -hmm. But now I don't even do it. It's terrible. It's annoying though because like when you drink a bunch of water, you're literally peeing every yeah, thirty minutes, are. and it's even more annoying at work. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes. In my new building, our bathroom is like a mile away from where I sit, so I literally have to like sojourney, mm -hmm. trek, yeah, through the office building just to get to the bathroom. No, for real. <laughs> it's frustrating. I feel like the people who watch me are like, does she do any work? <laughs> all right, I'm just trying to make sure that people are able to see the video. Okay. Um, Your backdrop is like perfect. Thanks. The artist, she's awesome. Her name is Tiny Mason on Instagram. You guys should check her out. Okay, well, um, I'm going to go ahead and get started since it's 5 o'clock on the dot. And, you know, we don't run on CP time. Hello. I just got a Facebook notification. So let's see, make sure everyone is able to see. This is my first time doing Google Hangouts. So bear with me, guys. Has nothing to do with this Google Hangout, so I'm just gonna go ahead and get started. Um, so thank you so much, the Fit Hippie, for joining us, aka Damaris Chambers. Um, can you just start off by, you know, um, telling us about yourself, like who you are, and um, the first part of the, you know, introductory questions is really what inspired you to kind of start the whole Fit Hippie. Um, you know, I don't want to say image, but like what, where does the fit hippie come from? 
Gotcha. Okay. Um, well, first of all, I'm Damaris Chambers, 27 years old. Um, I am in Baltimore, Maryland, and I went to Towson University for psychology. Um, I got my degree in psychology, and it's kind of a, a long story, but to condense it a little bit, I for as long as I can remember, have struggled with um, my body image. And um, just when I look in the mirror, not liking what I saw. And I struggled with multiple eating disorders. Uh, I was hospitalized in high school for an eating disorder. I went to Shepherd Pratt's eating disorder unit. And I was there for about a month. And throughout the years, on and on I've seen different therapists and things like that and throughout the years I have always been an avid exerciser I used to run a lot um, I used to go to the gym a lot I used to work at gyms so my background really started when I was younger with my parents my mom was always in the fitness industry as well so I've pretty much been surrounded by fitness my entire life and so it was pretty natural for me to progress into um, this athletic person who pretty much just loves the gym or at least is prone to going to the gym in the beginning. So I used to work out for to, to change how I looked, to change how I felt about myself because I hated how I looked. And um, everything pretty much was motivated by me wanting to feel better about how I looked and to get down to uh, the perfect size, the European beauty standard of a really, you know, thin girl, um, no shape, no curve, what have you. As I got older through college, I struggled with different things as far as my mental health. Uh, I struggled with depression, some anxiety. And so to kind of bring it to where we are now, to more current and recent um, places, for lack of a better term, I, this past year, earlier in the year, really battled with depression and anxiety heavily. And I pretty much made the decision that I was really going to, I was really going to focus on myself. No, 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 you're fine. And figure out what was going on with me. So I decided that I was going to go back into therapy as an adult, because prior to that, I was really a teenager going to therapy because I had to do it. But this time I made the decision for myself because I realized that I could not continue to go on in life with these issues and not dealing with them. So I decided I was going to finally deal with my issues. So I started seeing a therapist back in January and we pretty much, you know, dove through a lot of different things from my past. And throughout the course of my therapy, I decided that 
I was not only going to work on myself internally, but I wanted to work on myself externally as well. Um, in therapy, I really started to develop a sense of confidence and um, a sense of worth. And through that, I decided that I wanted to extend that worth that I was developing internally and have it manifest externally. And so when I was younger, a lot of the reasons why I had poor body image was because I got teased a lot as a kid. I'm naturally built like an athlete and I was picked on a lot for my muscularity. I had a crush on this little boy when I was a kid and he called me an Amazon woman. I had this girl in um, middle school who used to pick on me and tease me all the time about you know, my muscles. And then I had a teacher who told me that she thought I was a man because of my calf muscles being so large. So I developed a complex of my body not being feminine and my body not really looking attractive. And I really developed an attachment to my body being, um, that, that was my worth. I found my worth in the way that I looked. And so because I was being teased and made fun of by the way that I looked, my self-worth was really down the drain. So when I started going through therapy and developing this self-worth, um, I decided that I was going to pretty much kind of like say screw you to everyone who used to make fun of my body. And I was going to finally really tap into what my body does naturally. And so I knew that I was strong. I knew that I had muscle tone. So I decided, well, why don't I start lifting muscles, lifting weights and seeing what that does, seeing how my body transforms by doing that. And um, prior to that, as I was developing this self-worth, I was kind of coming into my own person and kind of coming into who I was. And um, before all of that, I really attached myself to what I thought other people wanted me to be. And so as I was kind of learning and discovering who I was as a person, I was really realizing that I kind of had this really hippie mentality. And I was really kind of, I was drawn to a lot of free spirited and peace and love movements and things like that and, and music and just really finding Zen and you know, I was meditating, I was doing yoga and just really getting in touch with nature. Whereas before I used to hate bugs and I used to hate the outdoors and I used to hate sweating. Um, but now really finding myself in those things. And so that's where the hippie part comes in is just my mentality of just being free and not really yeah, just being free, just really being this free spirit who doesn't put constraints on myself anymore, or restraints, I should say. Um, 
So then the fit part comes in when I decided to really develop my body and um, embrace my athleticism and my muscularity by lifting weights and things like that. And so I just decided that I really love inspiring people. Uh, My main desire in life is to make people laugh and to inspire people. And so I figured that if I was going to do something for me, I wanted it to be something that would spread out to the world and inspire other people. So that's why I really developed the the Fit Hippie account on Instagram um, and just kind of seeing how that develops and seeing how that grows. So I said it was a long story short and it was still a long story. (laughs) (laughs) It's totally You actually answered the second part of my question, which was going to be, um, you know, kind of what inspired you to become, um, or not to become, but to begin to lift weights and, you know, kind of uh, transform your body into what it is now. Um, So you answered that question already. (laughs) Um, But it's, it's really interesting that you say that you, you know, at one point were teased because... Um, you've always had an athletic build. I think a lot of us don't think of that kind of stuff when you're, you know, growing up and whatnot, right? Because um, a lot of the times when it's weight related, you're being teased for being overweight as opposed to being, you know, not underweight, but being a normal person. Right. <laughs> um, so, you know, it, it's, that is an, an interesting dynamic, um, you know, to hear that from a different perspective. Um but thank you so much for sharing that, you know, that kind of backstory. Um, I, like I mentioned, we have like a ton of questions that, um, you know, people have already asked. Um, some of them you may be able to answer. I think most of them you are going to be able to answer. Um, and then some of them, maybe not so much, but I think that's the beauty in this, right? Um, being able to say, we're all learning together. We're all um, growing. We're all trying to figure this thing out. Um, so, you know, it's awesome. And yay, Selenia says she was able to see it. Hi. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, um, I'm just going to go ahead and start off with the questions if you're cool with that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and we can kind of, you know, interject random conversation if we want to. Um, it's our world. <laughs> <laughs> So the first question that we got um, is actually a three-part question, um, and I really appreciate it. A lot of the questions actually, you know, kind of overlap a bit. Um, So, you know, I may um, just go ahead and lump a few questions into one. Um, But definitely one of the questions um, that we got was, you know, how do you mentally, like how can you mentally set your mind to say that I want to work out? So I'm going to do that. You know what I mean? Um, the person says, it seems like it's so simple, but it's hard to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's very true. I personally struggle with that. So how do you, you know, combat that? That's a very good question, because I feel like that's where it all begins is in your mind. Um I'm a firm believer that our behaviors follow our beliefs and if you want to change a behavior you have to really get to the root of that behavior's belief 
and then you have to reprogram that belief. So I think it's, I think there are a lot of things that we see in this world that have really socialized us to have these certain and specific beliefs about working out and about fitness and about nutrition and about how we should look and how we should work out and what we should do. And so um, it starts with the the society. Mm -hmm. um, But then it also, I feel like we're reared in certain ways that develop these belief systems. So like the African-Americans, especially Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. African-Americans for me, for example, like, I grew up with a mom who exercised and who ate healthy and who on, you know, in certain periods we were vegetarian, certain Mm -hmm. periods, you know, we only ate white meat. We didn't eat red meat, you know? So I was pretty much, I developed these belief systems about how one should live and that's through working out. And so now as an adult, I have these rooted belief systems that have now, um, dictated my behavior. So going to the gym and being motivated to work out is very simple for me because that's something that's deep rooted in me. Now for someone else, they might've grown up in a household where they never saw their parents working out. They never, um, saw their parents eating healthy. Uh, and then, you know, within society, a lot of us, well, all of us, honestly, were through different systems and through different cultures and things like that were taught to take care of other people yeah to worry about other people to do well in in your job to do well at school um you know to to make sure that everything in your home is okay and to make money and this and that however we're not we're not socialized to believe that it's okay to take time for ourselves And so I think that a lot of the motivation that some people get when they really love working out and going to work out is because they believe that they're worth it, that taking that 30 minutes or that hour um, is that they're, they're worth that self-care, that they believe that they should do that for themselves and they want to do that for themselves. And so I think that for someone who's struggling with motivation and, and wanting to work out, basically, um, I think they, they, we, we really need to do a lot of self in, in, you know, reflection and introspection to understand, okay, where am I with what I believe about myself first and foremost? Mm-hmm. Do I even believe that, that I'm worth, you know, taking care of myself? Do I, or, you know, do I believe that if I have a time set to go to the gym, but Um, my job is telling me that I need to stay overtime and do this or do that. A lot of times we're going to choose that overtime and the overtime may not be mandatory. Now I understand if the overtime is mandatory, then yeah, you need to stay at work and get your job done. But if it's not mandatory, a lot of us will take that over that 30 or 60 minutes that we've allotted for ourselves to work out. And because I I feel like it's because our belief is rooted in, okay, well, 
I need to please my boss or I need to make my boss feel like I'm a good worker or I need to make money. Um, so I'm going to stay overtime and I'm just, you know, I'll go to the gym tomorrow. So I think that belief is a really powerful thing. Also, what we value is a really powerful thing. And I think changing those things are really what's going to help to establish that motivation that we need to go to the gym, to work out, to eat healthy. And so I think that in order to reprogram that, I think a lot of understanding what you believe, but then also refuting those things with what's true and a lot of self-talk. And so it's interesting that physical exercise really we need to develop mental exercise in order to get ourselves to get to that physical exercise. And so that's hard. And a lot of people don't want to do that. And a lot of people don't want to be consistent in telling themselves, I'm worth taking care of myself. You know, I'm worth that sweat session. And so I think that once someone really kind of reprograms what they believe about themselves, what they believe about exercise, because a lot of what we see in society is that if you can't go hard, if you can't go into the gym and do balls to the wall, if you can't, you know, do this, if you can't lift a certain amount of weights or whatever, then you're not doing anything. When that's totally untrue like you could go out and take a 20 minute walk and you're still doing better than what you would have done if you would have stayed inside and yeah sat on the couch and watched tv i think it's really important also to to make a note that not many people even realize that you know weight loss and and being living a healthy lifestyle um both physically, emotionally, all of that is in your head. All of it. It it starts in your head. Um, And, you know, there may be some people that are like, yeah, you know, I know my worth and, you know, I love myself and I, I, this and that. Yeah. And, and that's great. And, you know, that may be the case. I think that though they need, you know, a lot of people have a, a struggle, a hard time realizing that I or anyone else can't help you make the decision to live a healthy life. That's something that you have to do, you know? And that's why, you know, when I, when people come to me and say, yeah, forensic, you can do it. Or when I vent on Facebook about, you know, how hard it is to lose weight and people are like, you know, all you have to do is do this, this, and this, eat better work out. I'm like, yeah, I know. It's just a matter of actually doing that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so I think when people figure that, it is a mental thing. And and even think about, I think you may have told me this before, think about like what it is that's stopping you from making that decision. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know that I need to get up and go to the gym. And a lot of times it might be, oh, I just don't know what to do. And that, that is actually one of the, the next questions that we're going to ask. But, you know, I don't know what to do. So that's stopping me from going because I just don't even know where to start. Right. But, then it, but then it may be, oh, I'm, I'm afraid to fail. I'm afraid to go into the gym and look crazy. I'm afraid, you know, I have insecurities about my body that makes me not want to work out in front of people. You know what I mean? Like it's so many different things that people struggle with to to get to the point where they're like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. But, you know, speaking from personal experience, once you get past that and you actually do it, 
oh my God, the best thing ever because you, first of all, it, it's it's a self-esteem booster, right? Yeah. And the second thing is you actually do it and you find, you begin to have results. You know what I mean? So I think to go back to um, what you were saying about like, you know, I don't know what to do or I don't feel like, you know, I fit in when I'm in the gym or whatever. I think that that also goes back to your belief. Mm. What you believe about the gym? Yeah. What you believe? Okay, I need to look this certain way mm. in order for me to feel comfortable yeah. at the gym. That's a belief. Mm -hmm. You believe that you have to look a certain way when. And it's an irrational belief. It's an Absolutely. irrational belief. Or yeah. I need to have this certain pair of shoes, or I need to wear this kind of gear, or yeah, I need everything to. Everything has to be perfect room. before I start. Absolutely, yeah. And it deconstructing all of those beliefs that you have about the gym, about what you should look like when you go to the gym, what you should be even doing when you're at the gym. Because I feel like a lot of people go in and they're like, well, I don't know how to use the equipment, so I'm not going to really go in. Yeah. You can start off going in and doing what you know how to do. Yeah. Yep. Until you learn how to use something else, mm -hmm. go in and do what you know how to do. At yeah. least you're there. And when you're there in the environment, then you might be able to look at somebody and say, oh, I see how they're using that machine. Or you could even ask someone when you're there. Mm -hmm. But it's that step, you know, that that it's hard. It's yeah. definitely hard. But it I, is. I think it, right. it was a good segue because I think the next question that I want to ask um, is, uh, oh, gosh, I lost it. Where'd it go? Um, okay. So the person says, I have been trying to get into a routine of working out, but it seems I don't know where to start. I get so overwhelmed with videos and tips that I just find another excuse not to start. How did you take that very first step to beginning your weight loss journey? And I, I, I mean, I don't know if this person directed this question to me personally, mm -hmm. but um, I mean, I can, I can definitely answer it. And then if you want to provide some insight, Damaris, that is totally okay. Cool. Um, Personally, I think we were just talking about the mental, you know, health part of it. I in two thought back in back in 2012. Wow, I went to the doctor, and it was a random routine checkup, like nothing, um, you know, serious happened. Thank God. But um, I walked in and and I stepped on the scale, and that was the first time that I had actually stepped on the scale in a while, and I weighed in at 301.1 pounds. And I said, absolutely not. <laughs> I will not be over 300 pounds. Like, it just is not going to happen. Yeah. Um, and so I went into the, because, you know, they, they weigh you outside of the doc, like the actual um, exam room. Mm -hmm. I went into the exam room and, I was, and my, my um, doctor at the time was so heavy on weight loss. Every time I saw her, she was like, Forenza, you got to get this weight off. You got to get this weight off. And she had been my doctor for like 10 years. So we have had those conversations very frequently. So when she walked in, I knew that that was going to be the conversation, especially since I had gained so much weight since the last time she and I had saw each other. Um, she walks in and she doesn't even say anything to me. She just says, you know what you got to do, right? And I bust out crying, like bust out crying in this woman's face. No, granted, I mean, I, I know her. We've been working together for or have been working together for 10 years at that point, but it was still like, you know, it was devastating and it was definitely a reality check for me. So personally, it was easier at that point to say, okay, Forenza, you have to do something because 
I realized how it really was affecting my health. Um, and so, I mean, it, it still took me a while to actually get into the routine and, and lose a significant amount of weight, but that I mark as the beginning of my weight loss journey. Um, when I first started going gung-ho about, you know, going to the gym and eating better, um, I had to have a starting point. Um, so it's very easy for me to do things and be successful when I have like a, 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 a starting date. You know what I mean? Like, okay, I'm going to start on October 1st and I'm just going to do it on October 1st or I'm going to start on Monday. Um, and I know a lot of times you see memes on Facebook and Instagram and they're like, don't wait till tomorrow to start. Don't wait till Monday to start. Um, while I, I do understand the sentiment behind those memes, I think it it's all about how you personally operate. For me, I can't just be like, okay, today I'm going to stop eating unhealthy. Like it just doesn't work for me. So I say, I'm going to start tomorrow, or I'm going to start at, on Monday, or I'm going to start on October 1st. And then I have time to mentally prepare myself for what I'm about to do. Um, so, you know, that is what happened or how I did it when I first started my weight loss journey back in 2013, I think it was. September 1 was the day. Um, and I just kind of kicked into overdrive. What I'm learning about myself now, though, is that I have to find a true motivation for losing weight that is within myself because then the weight loss was to kind of prove a point to someone. Um, you know, and even now when I'm like trying to start back up, I'm like, oh, I want to lose weight because I want to look sexy to this person or I want to look like this person on Instagram or you know what I mean? And it's never a true motivation. So now I have to say, okay, you know what you can do. You know what you have to do now. Let, let's try to find whatever it is inside you to do it. Now, in terms of actually working out, um, I think I started off with like, I, like I just, I read a lot, you know, and, and it, it does get overwhelming. It's overwhelming because you, you know, see a million different opinions on one thing, you know, you see a million different tips on one thing. I think what you have to do, and, and one of my, um, one of the, um, one of my good friends who is, who has actually also lost a lot of weight and looks amazing said to me one time, and it just stuck with me um, in the past few months. He said, you have to find what works for you and stick to that. What works for Damaris is not going to work for Forenza. What works for you might not work for, you know, 10 other people that you meet, but they may have something that works for them. And you have to keep your mind focused on what your goals are. So if my goal is to burn fat, which it is, um, I'm, I might be doing more cardio than what Damaris may be doing. Um, and so, you know, you just have to have to find what works for you. It's okay to try things. I think you said it earlier, Damaris. Go in the gym and do what you know. If what you know is walking on the treadmill for 30 minutes, by all means, it's more than what you've done before. Exactly. Um, if you go into the gym and, you know, all you know how to do is push-ups and jumping jacks, man, you better do the mess out of them push-ups and jumping jacks because you that's what you know. And eventually, as you become more motivated, as you begin to see results, you will find the things that you want to do. You know what I mean? Like I knew that when, when I was working out before, I knew that I wanted to run. Like I was like, I want to, you know, be able to run a long distance. For me, a long distance is a mile straight 
but I'm cool with that <laughs> because for me, that was a milestone. You know what I mean? And I was able to get there. It took some time. It took some patience. It took some research. It took making sure that I had the right shoes, the right sports bra. Like it was a lot of stuff that went into it, but you got to be patient with yourself. Getting into the gym and walking for 30 minutes is better than not going to the gym at all. So it's hard to use that. Um, you know, it's not hard, but it, it's easy to use the excuse of, oh, I don't know what to do. But you again, you got to put your mind to it and say, I'm going to get in and do whatever it is that I can do for now and just continue to learn. You also have to be open to learning. Uh, a lot of say, you know, weight loss is a marathon, not a sprint. Mm-hmm. Working out, having a fit life in general yeah. is a marathon. It's not a sprint and it's mm-hmm. progressive. So, you know, when I first started lifting weights, I didn't know what I was doing either. Like, I mean, I, I have a really pretty good background and foundation in, in lifting, but there's so many things that I've learned since, you know, when I first started and it's a progression. It's Mm -hmm. not a a black and white thing. It's not a, if I can't do this, then I shouldn't do it at all. Right. If we kind of get that mindset into our minds as well, that this, this is a progression. This is a Mm -hmm. journey. This isn't, you know, a a one-stop shop thing. Um, I think what you said was really key as far as your motivation, finding it within yourself, that's huge. Yeah. Because a lot of times when our motivation is external, what happens when that that variable I, goes away? That's exactly what happened to me, Damers, because my, my motivation was, you know, living at home with a group of people who didn't necessarily focus on weight loss. So I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to prove y'all wrong. I'm going to lose all this weight and I'm going to look better than all y'all. And then I move out and gained all my weight back. I mean, this perfect example of what you're saying. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think um, to kind of go back to that question as well, I think it's really important for us to um, have more compassion for ourselves <laughs> and to not overload ourselves mm-hmm. with shoulds. Yeah. Um, it's, it's very easy to do that. I mean, I do it. Because, like you said, there's so much stimulus. There's we're thrown with that, you know. So many things are thrown at us. So much yeah. information about okay, you you should be eating six meals a day. You should be eating chicken and broccoli. You should be doing you know sixty minutes of cardio five times a week. You know all of these different things of what what these people are saying that we should be doing um, all at once. Mm-hmm. When I think that like you said do what works for you if it's something that you can see yourself doing on a consistent basis and you know you're going to stick with it start with that it may not fit into these guidelines of these fitness experts and what they're saying or what you're seeing on facebook or what you're seeing on instagram or what have you that doesn't matter what matters is if you're going to be consistent with something Mm -hmm. and I think that to make it easier on us, maybe you start with one thing. You start mm-hmm. with, okay, I'm going to eat well. Yep. 
I'm not going to worry about exercising right now because adding that into me figuring out how to eat well is just going to be too much and I'm not going to be able to do it all. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to focus on making sure my nutrition is good. Mm -hmm. I'm going to research. I'm going to ask questions. I'm going to figure out how I can get my nutrition to a place where I feel like I'm eating well, I'm feeling good, which is key. And I'm seeing results in my body mm-hmm. that I want to see. Yeah. Then add on the exercise component once you feel like you've, you've got your nutrition down pat. And I, I say start with nutrition because that really is going to fuel you for your exercise and your working yeah. out. Yeah. So once you have your nutrition down, because you can't outwork a bad nutrition mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, or bad eating, but yeah. you can eat well and lose weight without exercising. Yeah. So if you start with nutrition, getting that down pat and feeling like, OK, I feel good with how I'm eating, with the calories that I'm intaking. I'm seeing some results. I'm feeling a lot better. Now I'm going to add in a 30 minute walk twice a week. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, I'm, I'm consistently doing the 30-minute walk twice a week. I'm really enjoying that or whatever cardio or whatever it is that you know you know how to do and you're doing it right <laughs> and not messing up your form yeah. to where you would get injury, then I would say adding on some strength training. So I feel like in order to keep yourself motivated as well, focusing on one small portion of your giant goal. Mm-hmm. Of weight loss and I definitely suggest focusing first on your nutrition mm-hmm. and then progressively moving into working out if you can't get it all in at once yeah. and I feel like it'll you won't feel so overwhelmed mm-hmm. um but like you said it you really have to it's going to be hard because you're going to see on Instagram and Facebook that you should be doing it all at once yeah yeah that's when your own motivation and your own goals, you have to think about those things and say, okay, I'm doing this the way that I know that I'm going to be consistent. I'm going to stick with it. uh, And this is feeling good for me. Yeah. So I think another thing um, that is, is helpful was helpful for me. um, And this may kind of guide people in the right direction. Using Pinterest is awesome. Like, I don't know if you guys know what Pinterest is, but it's essentially an electronic pin board. That's how I describe it to people. Um, you can find links to websites that are very helpful. Um, they have a whole fitness category on Pinterest um, and they have like little mini workouts. And that was really helpful for me. Um, I have a whole folder on my phone for fitness apps. I use my fitness pal. I use, um, well, my fitness pal is for tracking, you know, your calories and your macronutrients and stuff like that. Um, I use Nike Training Club app, which is an, an awesome app for if you want to do like body weight exercises um, or um, yeah, body weight exercises. And like they create the exercise for you essentially based on what you want to do, how long you want to do it. Um, there's the Nike running app. There's um, Couch to 5K. There's so many things, so many resources out there that, you know, I think we just don't realize exist. Um, and so I think the key 
like we are, have already said, is to, is to figure out what it is that you want to start with. And then once you figure out what you want to start with, then start researching the resources that are available for that thing. Exactly. Um, and you kind of got to take things with a grain of salt, right? Like, um, just like, you know, in when you go to church, you listen to what they say, and then you go back and you read your Bible and you do the studying yourself and pray for understanding. I feel like it's the same type of deal when it comes to listening to all of the things that are on Instagram and Facebook and Pinterest and everywhere is you have to read what you get, take what you're given, but then also do some research on your own. There's a ton of research on the science, science behind weight loss and, you know, all that kind of stuff. I think one of the questions that someone asked was, um, many people say that working out is only 20% of the changing, but dieting is 80%. Is that true? It absolutely is true. We just said that. Like, Eating is the biggest part of losing weight. And that's why people have such a hard time with losing weight because, you know, a lot of times people are addicted to food or, you know, there's so many different issues, you know. So, yes, to answer that question, that absolutely is true. And I'm sure that, go ahead, Demers. I, I feel I, like you're about to say something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As my mouth is like, uh -huh. <laughs> um, I will add that. Yes, 80 per I will say the majority of weight loss definitely is is coming directly from how you're eating, yeah. your nutrition. Um I will say changing your body composition you can't do that just through eating well. Mm -hmm. You have to lift weights. Yeah. Um, in order to start seeing muscle definition, in order to start seeing curves in places you didn't know you could get curves, mm -hmm. you got to start lifting weights. Mm -hmm. So if your goal right now is to just lose weight, mm -hmm. really dial in mm -hmm. on your nutrition. Yeah. If you are at a place right now where you feel like you're at a good body weight, good body fat percentage, then I would start, I would highly suggest lifting weights now because that's when you're going to start to see the muscles popping. And that's when you're going to start to see the lines that you never knew existed. And you might even grow a butt that you never, never had in your life. So, um, but yeah, to answer that question, for sure, if weight loss is your goal, you really need to dial in on your nutrition and figuring out how much you're consuming because mm -hmm. um i forget what the percentages are but it's pretty much like and don't quote me on this but it's pretty much like 40 percent of americans overeat or um i'm sorry 60 percent of americans overeat and 40 percent of americans undereat. because mm. we don't know what we're eating we right. don't know how much we're eating we don't know what we're consuming and because of that, we're not able to reach the body goals or mm -hmm. the health goals that we have. Or if we do reach those goals, we're never able to maintain them yeah. because we don't know really how we got to where we are to that body goal that we had. We don't know how we got there, so we don't know how to maintain that. And that nutrition and understanding that mm -hmm. is key. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Um, I am going to move along because I know we are kind of running out of time, but I want to get all of these questions in because there's some really good ones. Um, some of them probably just have really short answers, but I know that some of them are probably going to be a bit lengthy because of the content. Okay. Um, so I'll start with like the clothing um, questions. 
I have one person ask about um, the right running shoes. They said, is there a certain type of shoe you should wear while working out? Every time I do something like dancing, biking, walking, et cetera, my feet always end up hurting. Okay. Um, there are a few things that, that could be the cause of the pain of your feet. It might not just be the shoes. Um, I would, I would say, well, let, let me start with answering the shoe first, shoe question first. So if you're just doing cardio, then I would get a good cross trainer shoe. Mm. And I would suggest um, New Balance. Um, those are really good shoes. Yeah. I endorse New Balance. <laughs> New Balance. It's actually the only running, the only shoe that I can actually run in. I've tried Nike. I've tried um what else have i tried nike i think i may have tried like a pair of a6 or something but new balance is the only shoe that i can run in so i love new balance yes <laughs> um new balances are great nikes are great as well but i would suggest that you go to a running store like a road runner or um if you're in baltimore oh, really well. run yeah. is really good as well you go in, you tell them what you're doing, the activities that you're doing, and then they will direct you to the right shoe. They'll fit you for the right shoe. Uh, if you're a runner, they will watch how you run and they will determine what the right shoe is for you. They may even give you some shoe inserts, which may help with the pain that you're experiencing when you exercise. So I would definitely suggest if you're just doing cardio, you're not running, if you're working out on machines, then just a good cross trainer shoe will do you just fine. If you're a runner, you should definitely get running shoes specifically for running. Um, one, a few things to, to look at when you're looking for a running shoe. I run in Asics, which are really good. Um, those are the only shoes that I run in. Making sure that the shoe is lightweight. You don't want anything heavy or clunky on your feet when you're running because that is really going to um, it's going to mess up your form, first of all, but then also it's heavy. So you're not going to be able to run as fast. So definitely making sure the shoe is lightweight. And I would suggest just getting fitted for a good running shoe if you're a runner. Yeah. If you are a lifter, I will suggest... Um, if you can't get expensive shoes, which you really don't need, if you're just recreationally lifting chucks, converses, or even vans, anything with a flat sole is the type of shoe that you're going to want to wear when you lift weights, especially if you're squatting. If you're deadlifting, if you're doing any of the compound movements, which is squat, deadlift, and bench press, the reason for that is because you want your feet to be as close to the floor as possible to generate the most power from your body when you're lifting. And hey, I thought you was just trying to be cute in the gym. Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, I did get like cuter chucks, to be but. Still, I, it's for a functional purpose. Um, the reason for not wearing running shoes um, or anything that's not a hard bottom flat sole is because a lot of running shoes are, they're, all of running shoes are designed um, with shock absorbance. And so that shock absorbent takes away from the movement that you're trying to do when you squat or when you deadlift. 
because you want all of the power to come from the floor mm. into your body, into the movement. Mm. If you're wearing those, you know, shock absorbent shoes, running shoes, or even cross trainers, the the power from the floor is going to get absorbed into your shoe. And so you're not going to be using as much of your body when you're, when you're performing those movements. So that's why you'll see if, if you follow me on Instagram, you'll see that I wear chucks. Or if you, you might see some other people at the gym deadlifting and chucks, and you're probably thinking, those are so horrible for their feet. Yeah. Actually, it's the perfect shoe. That's what they're supposed to be wearing. Or even if you see someone who's deadlifting and they're barefoot, that's actually really good. Um, there have been times when I wanted to take my shoes off when I'm like squatting because I feel like I don't have balance. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I'm, I'm like going to fall yeah. over or something. Yeah, because also a lot of times with the running shoes, if you if you work out in them and you run in them, the sole gets worn and so it might be lopsided. Yeah. So you, or I'm sorry, the bottom of the feet, the bottom of the shoe gets worn so it might be lopsided. If you have a flat bottom sole, you are firmly planted with all four corners of your feet. Yes, yes. And that's how you really should be when you're performing those movements. Um, now, I will suggest that if you're having foot issues, foot pain, to get a tennis ball or even a golf ball and put it underneath your foot and just roll your foot over the golf ball or over the tennis ball. Yeah. Because it might just be that your foot is tight. Yeah. And it's, they actually have a foot condition and need to go to the doctor. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but <laughs> like that, that might I, be a real thing. You might want to get that checked out as well. <laughs> But so with the with the ball in the in the um yeah what the ball is is doing is it's uh it's pretty much being if you've ever seen a foam roller if people you've seen people foam rolling over their muscles on the floor over their thighs or what have you that's basically what the ball is doing for your foot mm -hmm. it's just loosening up the muscles and making sure that the tendons are are loose and and feeling good and and great so. You might want to try that as well, a tennis ball or a golf ball, depending on how big your foot is. Okay. So. Good answer. Good answer. No, <laughs> just kidding. Um, so I have another question, and I'm not sure if you'll be able to answer this, Davis. <laughs> but it says, do, do we know of a bra with good support for girls with bigger boobs? <laughs> Um, um, so I wasn't blessed <laughs> in that area, so I'm just going to throw that one over to you, boom. Well, it's a blessing and a curse, um, especially when it comes to working out. But um, unfortunately, I have not been able to test out any of these expensive sports bras, but I know that they do exist. Um, I was actually doing a little bit of research earlier today when I saw that this question had come through. Um, and I came across a, um, uh, an article on runner's world. And I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with that, um, that website, but it's pr pretty much just like a, a online magazine for, um, runners. Um, and it was called the best support. I'm sorry, the best sports bras for size double D and up. Um, and so they mentioned a few, um, you know, bras, and they they categorize them by, you know, I guess the, the function. Um, so they were saying that if you're looking for a bra that has, like, a long time comfort, um, then you want to go with the Lynx Crossback, and that's L-Y-N-X 
crossback um, bra, and you can find it on um, linkssportswear.com. Um, it looks like it's ranging to uh, about $60, and it's um, they range from 28D to 42F. So, yeah, and apparently the crossback is where it's at in terms of support for us big boob girls. Um, <laughs> so that's one. If you're looking for something that um, has underwire, and I know a lot of times people with larger breasts really need, like, that extra support, um, then you um, there is a bra called the Moving Comfort Maya, I believe, M-A-I-A. Um, that one, it looks like it is a little bit cheaper. It's $56. Um, and it ranges from 32 to 40 C, 32 to 40 C through E, and then 42 to 44 C through double D. So it doesn't have as wide of a range, but I mean, you know, if you're within that range and you want something that has an underwire, and the most important thing I think with this one, um, I was reading earlier, is that a lot of times underwire and bras like rubs, especially if you're working out, um, and that's very uncomfortable. So um, this one has kind of um, created a way for it, you not to even feel the underwire, but it still be there and you still feel the support. So um, that's called Moving Comfort Maya. I think I'm pronouncing that right, M-A-I-A, -A, and you can find it at movingcomfort.com. And then the last one is actually a Nike bra, which I thought was interesting because usually those like mainstream um, companies don't make stuff for us big girls. Um, this one is practical and attractive is what they categorize it as, but it's called the Nike Pro Rival Bra. Um, and this one ranges from a 30B to a 38E, so that's pretty good. And it's about $65, and of course you can find it on Nike.com. Um, there was another one that actually was a full bra top, and I've always wanted to try one of these because um, sometimes I just hate having on a whole bunch of clothes at the gym. Um, and this one allows you to just have on this top and it still has support under it. But it's um, by Freya Active. It's the um, AA 4003 Performance Sports Top. Um, so it is. Numbers. Say that again. So many numbers. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's $98. So it's kind of pricey uh, for a shirt. Um, and it's uh, it ranges from 30D to 38H. So it definitely has some, you know, some range there. So if you guys, and you can find that one at um, Hair, I'm sorry, Her Room, wow, H-E-R-R-O-O-M.com. Um, so if you guys have, you know, a little extra money laying around and you want to use it to invest in a sports bar, I highly recommend it, even though I haven't. It's just because I really, you know, can't bring myself to pay <laughs> over 50 or even 30 for real um, dollars for a sports bra. So I usually just go to Target and I'll double up on a sports bra. It might not be the best thing to do, but it works for me. Um, so I usually wear two two sports bras, um, you know, when, especially if I'm running. If I'm lifting and I'm not doing any cardio that day or any jumping around, I you know, I'll just wear one sports bra. And the ones that I get from Target, I'm not really that big. Um, I think I'm at, in a double D right now, so it's not super big, but I understand for the ladies that are double D and up um, who, you know, need that extra support. So definitely um, look into the ones that I mentioned today, um, and I'll put them up on my blog, too. I'm going to do a recap um, tomorrow with, you know, the information that we talked about here, just so you guys can have something to refer back to. Um, so that was the sports bra question. Um, we are making pretty good time. I don't think I'm going to get to all the questions, but maybe 
the fit hippie if you want to come back and do a part two um we can you know get some of these questions that weren't answered done all right there it is you heard it here first on the girl with big hair Um, I think one of the most important questions that we should answer today um, that was asked is, um, actually, there are two more questions that I'm hoping that you can answer. The first one is, how do you eat healthy on a limited budget? Oh, that's a good one. Uh, I would suggest getting, if you don't already have it, a Sam's Club a Costco or BJ's membership, bruh, (laughs) like you can get away with murder uh, at those places. They have really good food there, Uh, really nutritional food. You wouldn't think that they have it there, but they do. And you can get it in bulk. I really suggest getting your, your vegetables frozen because they last longer. If you're not able to afford to get fresh vegetables every week, once a week, I would suggest getting them frozen. I would also suggest um, that if you can't afford to get a variety of vegetables and fruits that I would stick to maybe two different types of vegetables and one fruit. I would suggest that you choose the dark leafy green vegetables. So for me, for instance, I every week, or not every week, but every like two, two to three weeks, I will get two big bags of frozen broccoli and string beans. And well, I also get a big, um, bag of spinach because I don't eat a a lot of fruit I just really like vegetables so I get three different types of vegetables and so I get a really big bin of spinach I get string beans and I get broccoli and those are the only vegetables that I eat and because I track what I eat I know that I'm getting all of my vitamins from those three vegetables alone so about how much do you spend on vegetables every two or three weeks and that's what you said right yes Mm -hmm. um i spend about maybe 20 20 to 25 dollars just on vegetables on two for two that will last you two to three weeks yes okay um because my my broccoli is frozen so that lasts a long time string beans last a pretty good pretty decent amount Mm -hmm. Uh, my spinach I typically have to buy once a week every week because that dies really quickly and I use a lot of it Um, but yeah uh, those last me about two two the string beans and the broccoli last me about two weeks two to three weeks and um, Walmart super Walmart if you have a super Walmart near you phenomenal. I would suggest definitely looking at the expiration dates whenever you shop there because sometimes they have things that uh, are on the shelf that are about to die (laughs) and they do die. Like the the due dates are very true to uh, true to what it says. I learned that the hard way. Um, But Walmart has a variety of things 
that are at a really reasonable price. Mm -hmm. And you would be surprised what you can find at Walmart. But I definitely suggest uh, buying in bulk (laughs) at your BJ, your Sam's Club, or your Costco, because you will be able to buy a mass amount of things within, and it will last you a longer time. I also, what I do is I keep a list of foods that I buy. So Mm -hmm. um, if you are the type of person that doesn't really need a whole bunch of variety in your diet, like you're not the type of person that gets bored with eating the same things over and over again, making a list of those foods that you definitely know that you're going to eat every single week and keeping that, I keep it in my phone. So I know, okay, I'm running low on tuna. I need to go get tuna. So not necessarily having to do these large, massive shopping trips every two weeks, but if you know that you're running low on something, going and grabbing that quick at Walmart or at Sam's Club. Um, that's good advice. Um, I know Sam's Club, so it can seem expensive, but when you're thinking about what you're buying, if you're buying two large bag, family size bags of broccoli, um, and especially if you live alone like me, that can last you, you know, close to a month. So, you yeah. know, this is definitely worth it. But um, the last question that I want to ask, and again, I didn't get to all of the questions, but we're definitely going to come back and do a part two because, um, Damaris has some really good insight on um, tracking your food. And I think that's really important um, when, especially when you are trying to uh, burn fat, like tracking your food is like. It's key. (laughs) So um, we're definitely going to come back and do a part two and focus more on nutrition. Um, And um, I'm going to ask because a lot of the questions that we, that um, I did not get to were specific to your diet, Damaris. Um, And I know that can be kind of, um, you know, uh, kind of a a deeper topic to talk about. Um, And I think it's, I I, I want you to talk about that macronutrient, how you track those, your macronutrients and the difference between that and calories and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then also, um, you know, start talking about like any supplements that you use and stuff like that. So we'll Mm -hmm. definitely come back and talk about that. But to close us out, um, one of the questions that I got, and I thought it was a good one, is your favorite, what is your favorite thing to do or to think about or to remember to stay motivated in your fitness journey? Wow, that's an awesome question. Yeah. Oh, I just got chills. Okay. Um, <laughs> we need to get that tattoo somewhere. Oh, I just got chills. I just got chills. <laughs> wow. Oh, my favorite thing to think about. Mm-hmm. When I'm lifting, because that's, okay, so I'll start with my favorite thing to do. My favorite thing to do is to lift weights. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love the burn. I love the exhaustion. I love how it just really just kills me. Mm-hmm. Um, what I think about when I'm lifting weights, I'm thinking, well, I'm thinking about form for one, <laughs> but what motivates me is I feel so strong when I'm lifting. I feel invincible. I feel confident. So I'll I'll say the main thing that motivates me when I'm lifting is how it makes me feel. 
And that is connected to my biggest motivation for going to the gym and working out is to feel better <laughs> in general. Yeah. I go to the gym when I'm sad. I go to the gym when I'm happy. I go to the gym when I'm angry, especially when I'm angry. Because for years, I used to take that stuff out on my body mm -hmm. by depriving it, by beating it up, by talking negatively to it, by, um, yeah, starving it um, or stuffing it with food mm -hmm. and then trying to throw it up. <laughs> like, that's what I used to do. Um, but now, when I'm angry, when I'm sad, when I'm happy, I take it out on the weights. Mm. And it's kind of like the weight is the weight of whatever pain I'm feeling or mm. whatever anger, whatever has made me angry or whoever has made me angry. That's the weight. And yeah. me being able to lift it and or to, you know, throw it down when I'm done with it is me feeling like I is me saying to myself that I'm conquering whatever that that thing is. I'm I'm stronger than it because I can lift it. I'm stronger than it because I'm facing it for one. Yeah. Even if it's a weight that I can't lift yet, I'm still facing it. I'm still there. I'm yeah. still at the gym. Mm -hmm. And so I'm thinking about all of the things that are angering me, making me sad, or, or, or making me happy, um, because those, I guess, those would be my motivations. Um, <clears throat> in a nutshell, it's it's definitely a therapeutic thing for me. It's definitely therapeutic. So, did I answer it completely? No, oh, you did. You absolutely did. Um, I'm going to share my motivation because I think that it's, um, for me, it's, well, there's actually a quote that I have um, that I heard on The Biggest Loser a few years ago. Um, one, there was a challenge that, um, my, my puppy wants my attention. Um, there, it was a challenge where they had to hang on, um, like use all of their upper body weight to hang and like, if they didn't, they would like fall like off of a building, not to their death, but um, <laughs> it was just like hanging. And then if, you know, if they let go, they would lose the challenge or whatever. But um, I, one of the girls said, and she kept repeating over and over and she ended up winning the challenge was, um, uh, pain is temporary, quitting is forever. Um, and I thought that that was, that I think that that is super motivating for me because I hate to quit. Like I hate to quit anything. <laughs> um, if if I even think that I I want to quit, I stop and I reevaluate things. You know what I mean? In 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 any aspect of my life, not just fitness or weight loss. So by repeating that in my head when things are getting tough or when I'm on my last interval of my you know running intervals or when I am wanting to, you know, just go home and not finish my workout, that is what I'm repeating in my head. Pain is temporary. Quitting is forever. Pain is temporary. Quitting is forever. Because it is. If you quit now, that will stand. You know what I mean? And it doesn't mean that you can't pick back up and, and keep going. But, you know, just knowing in my mind that I have quit 
is enough for me to say, you know what? Nope, I'm not going to quit. I'm going to keep going and keep doing what I have to do. Um, personally in the gym, I just like to sweat. So (laughs) if there's anything, I don't, I don't need, it doesn't matter if I'm doing cardio, if I'm lifting weights, if I'm doing, you know, um, high intensity interval training, like anything, if I'm sweating, that's motivation enough for me. Mm -hmm. If I leave the gym and I stink and I'm drenched in sweat, that means that I had a good workout and I feel good about myself. Um, so that, that's what keeps me motivated. And like, I really, really appreciate you doing this um, Q&A with us, Damaris, because like even now I, I told myself that tomorrow is definitely going to be, you know, another jump start to working out and eating right. And a lot of times on Sunday nights, I don't get motivated to go to the grocery store. But right now I'm like, you know what? I can't wait because I'm going to the grocery store. Yeah. I'm going to get me some broccoli and I'm going to get me some <laughs> Get a big bag of <laughs> But for real though, you know? Um, And so I'm grateful for that because um, it's hard and feeling like you're going through your weight loss journey alone is probably one of the other demotivators for me, you know, like, and you're not in it alone. It's a trillion of us out here that are daily, um, you know, motivating ourselves or trying to get find some motivation somewhere. So one thing I want to say to everybody is anyone who has ever hit me up on Facebook, who has ever hit me up on Instagram or um, Twitter or anywhere and have told me that I am their inspiration, you guys have no idea how much that means to me. Like that is my motivation (laughs) to know that I am motivating and inspiring someone else is like the reason why I, well, not the reason why, but it's, it's definitely a huge motivator when it comes to working out and eating better and even doing stuff like this, sharing resources. I'm big on sharing resources. It's so important, especially in weight loss. So this definitely won't be the last Q&A that I have. Um, I'm going to try to pull on as many of the people that I know who have been successful in fitness and been successful in weight loss to come and do these Q&A sessions with us because I think it's really important. We're going to come back and do another one with Damaris because she has a really good um, insight on um, tracking your your food as it pertains to your goals and you know all of that. So we're definitely going to do this again. Go ahead, Demers. I do want to add in um, another good resource for if you're an individual who doesn't really know what to do when you get to the gym. Um, bodybuilding.com is an awesome website. You literally can go on that website. You can find multiple different articles. Uh, pertaining to weight loss, pertaining to whatever, you know, body composition goal that you may have. It also, there's a huge database of exercises uh, for every single body part and for every single goal that you might have. Um, It's bodybuilding.com. And um, make sure that I put that on the recap um, that'll be posted on my blog tomorrow. Another thing that I would suggest, too, is if you know of an exercise that you want to try, but you're not really sure how to do it, go on YouTube. Yes. And just in the search box, type in the exercise or type in what you think it might be. Or you could Google what you think it might be first and then figure out what the actual name for the exercise is. Then search that on YouTube. There are millions of people on YouTube that show you correct form and how to perform exercises the right way. Mm -hmm. So I would definitely suggest 
YouTubing, especially if you're a visual learner and you need someone that's going to talk to you step by step of how to do something and you just take notes and then try it when you get to the gym, go to YouTube. YouTube is awesome. That's where I learned a lot of the things that I, that I do and that I know now. So. Okay. Well, um, Damaris, where can they find you on the, um, on the Instagram? Uh, you can find me on Instagram is where I am right now at the fit hippie. T-H-E-F-I-T-H-I-P-P-I-E-E. It's two E's and hippie at the end. All right. And uh, she has, go ahead. I just follow me. <laughs> <laughs> um, she has some really good, like, you know, um, well, she has awesome picks there. So if you ever need motivation to go to the gym, go to the Fit Hippie. Um, but uh, she will post her, you know, workouts sometimes. Um, she may even post good tips about like um, supplements and stuff like that. So um, if you guys ever have questions about that, you can always hit her up at the Fit Hippie. I also post some of the things that I make as far as food. And then I also have the macronutrient numbers and the calories and everything and the measurements of how to make exactly what it is that I posted. So yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Damaris. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I mean, I'm, I'm not an expert. I guess I should have prefaced it with this, but I'm a, a girl who just likes to live. Indeed. Like indeed. And those are the best kind of people to get advice from, in my opinion. Oh, yay. I appreciate you. And thank you so much for joining us and stay tuned guys for the part two of this video where we're going to kind of dive a little deeper into um, nutrition and tracking and what to eat to, you know, obtain your goals and things like that. Yeah. Yay. Well, thanks so much guys for joining us. Hit me up if you have any questions, Facebook, the girl with big hair, Instagram at the girl W big hair. Twitter at the girl W big hair. <laughs> Follow me everywhere. And if you guys missed this, which you won't hear me say right now, you can always check it out and tell all your friends that they can check it out on YouTube um, at a later date because it will po be posted there. At least I hope so. <laughs> all right, guys. Talk to you soon. Bye.